The advice provided by our parent team experts are not intended or implied as a substitute for professional medical advice nor for medical diagnosis or treatment. Your reliance on the information provided by the experts is at your own risk. Depending on individual and personal facts and circumstances, your medical doctor's recommendation on treatment and management may vary. Please continue to consult your own healthcare professional. Welcome, everyone. Hi, you guys. This is another episode of the Parent Team Podcast, Real Parents Facing Modern Problems Together. I am one half of this parent team. My name is Jelly Victor. <laughs> and I'm the other half. My name is JC Alelis. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by YF Nutrition Parent Team. And we are powered by Podcast Network Asia. We just want to say thank you so much to YF Nutrition Parent Team for having both of us, JC and myself. Thank you to all of you for listening. And as always, we have quite an interesting topic today and an amazing guest to help us tackle it. Because for this episode, we will be talking about child psychology and development. Parents, this is a yeah. must listen. Okay. And the wonderful Doc Marison D is on the show to help us understand all of that. Now, to help us know, Oh, uh, Dr. Marisol D a little better. She is a college professor at UPLB, that's University of the Philippines, Los Baños. She's part of the Department of Human and Family Development Studies. She has multiple publications under her belt and has worked with numerous organizations like the DSWD and the UNICEF, to name a few. I guess you can already tell just with those organizations, she definitely works with a lot of children. Now, we call her Doc because she got her PhD in developmental psychology from UP Diliman. And really, her list of achievements and recognitions is way too long for us to go through. It's practically the entire episode. You know what I'm saying? She is that accomplished and amazing. So we're very lucky to have her on the show. Thank you so much for gracing us. And of course, much like our other guests on the show, she is a parent as well. So she can definitely relate to all the struggles of a modern parent team. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we won't keep you waiting. This is episode eight of the Parent Team Podcast, Understanding a Child's Mind with Doc Marison D. Marriage. Time plays a very important role. So I'm here today to challenge anyone who's married with kids or going to go down that path one day to really think about your time. Pregnancy. Pregnancy is a really great experience. And there can be this amazing feeling of pride. Parenthood. It's about balancing the now with the future while teaching the right habits and hoping that your kids grow up to be great. This is the Parent Team Podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia. Brought to you by Wyeth Nutrition. Hello, Doctora. Hello. Hello to all of you, to the listeners. Okay, so this afternoon, we'll just be calling. Para ang formal ng dating ng Dr. Oh. Marison D. Oh, so teacher na lang. A teacher. teacher. Yes. A teacher. Oh, you'd or rather be teacher called... Teacher Maris, yes. Okay, Teacher Maris. Okay, Teacher that. Maris, um, we talked about from your introduction alone, we already mentioned that you are from the Department of Human and Family Development Studies. Out of curiosity, Doc, or Teacher Maris, ano po ba yung human and family development? And bakit kailangan makilala or alamin ng mga parents out there kung ano yun? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start with human development. Yes. So when we say human development, we are referring to all of the changes which are happening, of course, to humans all from right. the time of conception to the time that they die. So ito yung sinasabi nga nila from womb to tomb. To tomb. Oh, from yes. cradle to grave. <laughs> so what are all of the changes happening during those different periods of the lifespan? Okay. And then another field by itself is family development, which looks into the changes which happen to families over the family life cycle. Because there are also stages to the family. Well, we start with um, the newly married couple, and yes. then the married couple with a young baby, a married, the married couple with preschoolers, and then the married couple with school-aged children, and then with teenagers, and then their children leaving the nest, and then the empty nest stage, and then, of course, ayan, yung last na will be the aging families where we get to see the elderly together. In, in short, Jelly, our problems will never end. They just morph into something else. <laughs> That's true. They evolve. They evolve. And, and what I've noticed, JC, is that throughout every single stage, Throughout the entire journey, Teacher Maris is there to help us. From, <laughs> from birth until death, she's there. Her department handles it. Yeah, and that's why it's very important to know about human and family dev. Because at some point, we all maybe have our families, have a child, but even if, even if you do not get married. So it helps you to be prepared for the changes that will happen to the different family members as they grow older. Okay. So it's better to be forewarned. Okay, forewarned talaga. <laughs> thank With all thank of you the for changes. the warning. <laughs> Parang I biglang, biglang I hear uh, ominous music in the background. Medyo challenging kasi yung ilang yung ilang periods of the lifespan, especially adolescents. Ang dami ko nang narinig na kwento dyan from parents. Okay, before we get to the adolescent stage, mm-hmm. po, let's tackle muna the children, the, mm-hmm. the newborns. Not Maybe not the newborns so much, but more of the toddler stage. Mm-hmm. Kasi yan yung talagang may personality na po. Um, I remember when my daughter was much younger, I would really research, I would go through books just to make sure that she is uh, sort of meeting the milestones, the things that we need Mm -hmm. to watch out for. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Out of curiosity, Teacher Maris, what should parents really look out for? What are those key milestones that their children should meet at specific stages? Let's start with, Mm -hmm. say, toddlers, like three years old and above. Because mm-hmm. you already said there were developmental milestones. Mm-hmm. And that is a very important thing to consider when you look at normal child development. So these are our expectations of what we need to see in children as they grow up. These are the skills that they have to show at some point okay. in time. So we have developmental milestones for the infants and the toddlers. So for example, um, diba yung, yung babbling. So the moment they become around six months of age, they start doing the ba 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 ma 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 yan. Uh-huh. So yan. And then at around 12 months of age, they start standing up. Okay. Taking small steps on their own. And you expect that by around 18 months, uh, they would be walking on their okay. own. And then um, using two-word sentences, one-word sentences to tell you what they need. Ayan. 
So, ang daming ganon. And in fact, uh, one of the websites that I usually go to is the CDC Developmental Milestones because they have a milestone tracker. Okay. And parents can mm. use that to track the developmental milestones of their children from birth to around five years of age. Mm. I didn't even know about that. I know. I'm, I'm writing <laughs> it down. I'm CDC. Writing it down. <laughs> it's called the CDC Developmental Milestones? Yeah. They have a okay. milestone tracker. And okay. The moment you type in developmental milestones, that's the first <laughs> website which shows up. All right. Teacher Maris, I have a follow-up question because I think this particular particular situation happens a lot with modern parents because of social media or because of how how easily they compare themselves with their peers. Mm. What do you what's your take about rushing your child Ay, into ako. certain milestones? <laughs> like for example, is it is it causing more harm than good? I think the moment a parent starts comparing a child with another child, a child with the other sibling, because we have to accept that's the one of the key principles of human development that each person is unique, each child is unique. They develop at their own rates. Okay. And so some even among my children, I have three, but not all of them talked at the same time, started mm-hmm. walking at the same time. You have to appreciate the uniqueness of each child. Okay. Teacher Maris, because um, all of the, in terms of the developmental milestones, all of these things we can more or less research. I think yeah. for our conversation, we can focus on really the child's psychology or the child's thinking, mm-hmm. their mental development. Um, what are more or less the misconceptions parents have, yung mga napapansin nyo po with those that you've encountered, what are the main misconceptions parents have when it comes to their children's thoughts or their understanding of their children? For example, um, would it be a misconception mm-hmm. to think na uh, hindi, hindi ka pa naman naiintindihan yan? Because I often hear that amongst mm-hmm. parents. Like, when you have a conversation, parang yeah. you have to change your language, you mm-hmm. have to change yes. your grammar because mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're speaking to a child. And for me, I'm like, no, she can understand. But I've been told so many times, no, 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 no. You have to speak in a language that is appropriate for her age. Yung mga ganun po. What are the misconceptions yeah. you've encountered? Isa na yung when parents start to think, that how they think is how their child thinks. <laughs> and we have to also accept that much as we can talk to children like adults, they're not adults. Okay. But how they understand the world is different from how we understand it. Because children are at that stage where everything has to be concrete so that they can better understand it. They need to experience things they they need to uh, that's why we say that they are they are sensorial learners they need to be able to see uh, and then to touch it to taste it a particular concept if possible particular object event uh, so that they can better understand it so okay. they are sensorial they have to move around if you want them to learn Mm. We have to be open for conversations. When they ask questions, we are able to answer them. If you cannot answer them, we tell them, I cannot answer that today. Let me do some research. I will answer you tomorrow. But they get to see that you are open for conversations. 
So if we want to understand how children think, we have to take the time to observe them and then to listen to them things like that you know that's very good to hear just realizing that sometimes you're explaining something but if they haven't experienced it yeah they wouldn't it's not within their realm of understanding they yet. might process it in mm -hmm. a different way yeah yeah understandable mm -hmm. okay well on a related on a related note some parents like to bring their children to other countries, travel with mm. them, make them experience mm -hmm. all sorts of things at a very, very young age. Some parents don't. And the usual thing that you hear is that they're too young. They mm. won't remember that. They won't appreciate mm. that. Is there any truth to that notion? How young is too young when it comes to absorbing and appreciating the world or experiences? I, I believe that children, infants, even infants, are active learners. They may not remember everything, but how you made them feel by something that is remembered. Mm. We transfer emotions to them, not just concepts. So if you have the ability to go out of the country, go on trips, why not bring your child? Mm. Because they, as I said earlier, they are sensorial. And then if you have the money, you can go back again. If you can go back to the same place time and time again, and it will always be something new to a child. So that's how they are. <laughs> yeah, that's how they generally are. Teacher Maris, aside from making them experience and making it concrete, giving them a full sensorial experience of things that you want them to fully understand, how can parents better communicate with children because there are some things we can't produce as an item like we mm -hmm. can't for example when we want to communicate say emotions to them how can we better do that how can we make them understand emotions better when that's not something that they can touch or see or hear or taste yeah but they can feel emotions and then they can see the emotions in our postures in our face. Mm -hmm. But so again, it is concrete. And that's one of the topics that we also discuss in class. We talk to them about emotions. Mm. We ask them also, how would you look like if you're angry? And then we have a fun time, you know, uh, imagining. And then, how would you look like if you're happy? What do we do when we're happy? We do those things just so they have a source of uh, from themselves of how to better understand emotions. Mm. So you can still make it concrete. You just find ways. Okay. Uh, we just try to find ways to to make it as concrete as possible with them. Do you have any tips on how parents can better communicate with their, with their children? Uh, if you're talking about uh, preschoolers, I go back to the observation and then finding out their interests, if they're interested in dinosaurs or chocolates or cars. Okay. And then, of course, to, to listen. Okay. Because children have things to say and we should take the time to listen. Okay. And that then, yeah, I think that that's it, to listen. And then we create a safe environment so that but they can be able to say what they want to say when they need to say it to us. Okay. It, it's easier, in fact, mm -hmm. for preschoolers because very often they just let it out. 
Yes. As it is. Diba? But when the children become a little bit older, like in elementary, or when they start going uh, entering the high school years, then we get to see more challenges. And that is, uh, that is when we get to see that communication is so important. Mm. In fact, what I always tell my students when it comes to communicating, the moment you find out that you're pregnant or you got somebody pregnant and you want to be involved in that person's life, you start talking to your child. The communicating with that, with that child starts at, the, at that moment, not when they're older. Mm. So you start talking to that child so that it becomes a habit. You talk to them, you take time to listen to them. You give them space to be able to respond. Okay. So that when they come out, it's already a habit. You talk to them. When they grow up, you're talking to them. You listen to them. It's easier. Okay. That's what I always tell them because that is what I, I found out was such a good thing that I did. Okay. That's communicating with a preschooler. What changes when it applies to toddlers? Naman? Communicating with a toddler. Let's go by stage so parents can more or less keep track. I think that, that's it. Eh. Yung... Uh, let's say, sabi ko pa nga, you start talking to them the moment they, that you find out you're, you're pregnant. So you're talking to the child in the womb. Yes. They may not be able to talk back, but you give them space, diba? To, yung para bang you're, you're, you're having a conversation with somebody, anak, baby, how are you? Yes. Diba? And they, they get familiar with your voice. Yeah, with your voice. Nasa kami pa lang, yes, because they can, yes. they, they can listen to you. They, they listen to your, they can hear your voice as mm. early as the fourth month when they have ears. And then when they're out, when they come out, you continue with that. Baby, how are you? How was your day? <laughs> Even if they can't respond it, you already started that. And then the moment they start with this, ayana, the cooing and the babbling and the smiling and everything, you, you look at them. You give them their full attention and you listen. So yun nga, yung sinabi ko na, it becomes a habit. So whether bata pa siya, teenager siya, nakikinig ka na kasi. And that I think mm-hmm. is very important. And mm-hmm. you were already able to build an environment where they feel, I can talk to my mom, I can talk to my parent. Because she, she has always been listening to me. So we, we went through toddler, preschooler, and I'm thinking that at some point, my kids are going to have lives of their own, whether you know they're grade schoolers, high schoolers, they're going to have their own social mm-hmm. circles activities that they prefer to do than talk to their parents or spend time at home. <laughs> How do you continue talking to your children, communicating with them, building relationships with them? What I did, which I am also very grateful I found out was a good practice, was the special dates. So uh, I remember my eldest was in high school when I gathered the three of them. And then I told them that this week, I will have a special date with you, ate. And then the next week, I will have a special date with you, my second girl. And then the following week, the, the youngest. And then the last week, we all go out together. So oh, nice. I did that. And I am very thankful also to myself and to the, the book I got it from. <laughs> that It was a good thing to do. Because that special date was a time for, for just the two of us to talk. So that I was just, I, I became more than a mother. I was also their friend, their confidant. Mm. And when we go out, it was their choice where would they want to eat. 
where would they want us to hang out? Mm-hmm. Diba? So, it was just a time for me and for that for that child. And then when we gather as uh, a team or as a family, diba? then but it's another thing. It's now a group. I, I really like that. Yes, it was expensive because I had to save money <laughs> for, for all <laughs> of these special kids. dates yeah. every week. And then they, I, I would give them the opportunity to decide where they would want to. to oh, no. Here, and and, of, course, and yeah. of course, if you bring one to you can't yes. bring the other one to just yeah, that's why... We might have to cut that out though. So yeah. <laughs> that's why I know. I said because secret lang yon yung yung date namin secret para yung mm. lahat sila they can just think of where they would want to go and that's it. That's our special date. Kahit na one hour lang siya, mm. And that helped a lot. I'm sure because every single child would feel special. Special. Yeah, to have yes. their own that's their own bonding, solid yes. bonding time. Na solong solo nila si mommy and they don't have to compete for your ah, attention. Ah. Yes, and then you get to to better know them, what they're interested in. Diba? And so because of that, you also learn uh, when is the best time for me to approach this child? How mm. will I approach this child? What questions will I ask of this child? So you get to know them better and then you get to tailor fit your strategies, your communication <laughs> strategies, your discipline strategies, depending on the personality of each child. Okay. Teacher Maris, it's a good thing you already mentioned the word discipline because mm. I think that's uh, something I've always had a problem with because I feel like I'm talking a lot, communicating a lot with my daughter. I only have one and she's five. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I don't know if communicating is enough or I also have to employ disciplining. And is there such a thing as over-communicating versus disciplining? Can you be one or the mm. other lang or you really have to do both? Both. Because when you discipline a child, you have to communicate. Mm. What about with children? How can we over-communicate with kids? Like when we keep on repeating certain information and then they end up irritated? Hmm. So, So what is good communication? Good communication is when we get to say what we need to say, when we have to say it, in the manner, in the best manner, we have to say it. And... um, to the person, it should be communicated to. So we take those four things into consideration for us to find out good ba, effective ba ang communication ko. Nasabi ko ba yung message ng maayos sa taong ito, sa tamang panahon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really means that there is that implication that you know the child and the best time to approach that child if you really are going to say something serious. Okay. <laughs> And then the disciplining, it requires communication kasi. Without communication, how can we discipline a child? And when we say discipline, in fact, discipline is so positive. We have just made it so negative through the years. But when we say discipline, it means to instruct or to teach. And that is why in recent years, we, in fact, uh, when we talk about discipline, we already use the word positive discipline. But that was a concept which arose uh, some day, uh, more than a decade ago. So when we say discipline, positive discipline, you 
communicate to the child what are your expectations, what behaviors are acceptable, but you communicate it in such a way that they still feel respected as human beings. So you do it firmly, but you do it with kindness and warmth. Teacher Maris, what are for you the things or activities that can be found in modern homes, modern families that usually get in the way of good communication or lead to unhealthy communication within the family, especially toward children? What are the issues that I'm sure um, your, your, the, the families that you've spoken to, what are the issues that always come up? Why these gaps in communication exist? One is time. Because parents are too busy to give time. And then we get to have our digital babysitters, the television, (laughs) and uh, the iPads and all of this technology. Uh, This could be very, this could hinder Mm -hmm. good positive or good or positive parent-child communication. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I started with time. Mm -hmm. So again, if we want, to be able to communicate to the children effectively, we have to make time. If you want to be able to discipline them, guide them well, we have to make time. And that is why parenting is so (laughs) challenging. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to tailor fit your strategies depending on the personality of each child. And even just to discover what strategy would work with a child, and if you have several, what strategies would work with every single child, that also involves time because you have to get to know them. You have to see, you also have to see what works and what doesn't work. It all will require a lot of time. Aside from time and the gadgets, what do you also, what have you encountered to get in the way of communication at home? Most of the time, I hear those stories kasi from the parents eh, with those two big things. Okay. Lalong-lalo na talaga yung time. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, Feeling ko nga pati kami ni JC. I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking it's really a, a blessing and a curse, all of, these, all of these digital media that are so readily available and always be consuming content, which is kind of a hindrance to communication also. But Teacher Maris, what advice would you give for parents who are having a really hard time either bonding or disciplining maybe one particular child of theirs? Um, and is this something that, because of, of course, for example, if um, you're having trouble with your spouse, you could mm-hmm. you could look into intervention. You could look into therapy. Is there is there also a way to do this with your child to ask for help? Yes. Oh, in fact, I I, I was re- already thinking of that. But before we get to that, and then you 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 try. You really give it your very best to try to find ways to. Know your child, know yourself, know your child's interests, give time, and then invite them for your dates, mm. your special one-on-one time. And then, let's see, maybe at some point the child will give in, especially if he or she gets to see how consistently the parent is desiring mm-hmm. but to be close to him or her. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, if things really do not work out, then I think we we can always go to professional, mm. a counselor maybe, maybe the school counselor, and then ask for help for mediation. Because sometimes some children, because they are not used to their parents communicating with them, they really will not. They would rather talk to their friends or even to their teachers, but not to their parents. And I've seen that in the three decades that I have been with uh, adolescents teaching them in college. I have heard those lines a lot. Teacher Maris, because you mentioned that, that you've encountered that in the three decades, a lot of parents have come up with that problem because you have children who would choose to speak with a professional or the teacher rather mm. than their parents. But mm. when you speak to the parents, they can say wholeheartedly and with all honesty that they've really established a good communication line with the kids from, let's say, from birth. They made sure that they've created a safe space. Is it still possible that the children will choose to speak with somebody else rather than the parents, even if that safe space has been created at home? I'm feeling quite because if, if the parent is somebody who's very significant to the child, even if they talk to somebody else first before they go to their parents, they would mm. still end up telling okay. their parents what, especially if it's a very serious thing, they would still end up telling their parents, even if the parent was not the first one they talked to. But I think if from that from a very early time you already made that safe space, you would always be the first one that they would talk to you or a sibling. Okay. Because uh, if I go back to to uh, the stories of my my adolescents, na ito yung yun nga yung mga nakausap ko na yun yung hindi naman nila ako na intindihan, wala naman silang oras sa akin, ganyan ganyan ganyan. Nearly the same complaints. Okay, the same storyline. Tapos they don't understand me. Yung ganyan. Sabi ko, minsan sa kanila, I also advise them, why don't you make the first step mm. to opening up to your parents and then let's see. Diba? Because sometimes you also have to teach parents how to be parents. That's true. There's no so, parenting class. <laughs> but oh. the students that we have now, they have uh, in their TLE classes in high school and then in college, they have courses which can talk to them about these things. So sometimes I tell them, why not be the first to communicate with them, to tell them. Okay. Yeah, I, miss, I, I miss talking to my <laughs> students <laughs> now that we have the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I usually allot uh, an hour every day for students who want to talk to me and, you know, they just come to my room and they tell me what they want to tell me. And they know that it's not going to come out. Nobody else will know about this thing. Teacher oh. Maris, you've, you've had the benefit of, I think you mentioned, 33 years of, yeah. <laughs> of experience. And I'm, I'm thinking of that number. And you have, you have kids that you were you were you were helping when they were young yeah. and now they're they're grown ups and yeah. some of them probably have their own families also. And not what? yet. Not, not, not yet. yet. Oh I, I well, still well. Do not have a grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe well in time, but what kind of what kind of validation have you have you seen um, from from things that you've helped them with 
in the past you know uh, nakita nyo na lumaki um how what what kind of validation have you seen from from your methods from from the way you you help them that help them to be who they are now mm-hmm. and if you could give some examples without obviously yeah, naming yeah, naming names yeah. so uh, yun na nga yung nasa isip ko din nga kanina i was about to say yung yung parenting style Mm. So parenting style which I use and which I believe in and which has which is backed up by what 50 de- 50 years of research is the authoritative parenting style or the so-called democra- democratic parenting style. So I I love that I have been using that as a parent because with that kind of style you're able to tell your children these are my expectations for good behavior and I expect that you will be able to do them. Mm. But at the same time, you give them warmth and love. So it's that combination which I think is, very, is the reason why it is effective. And so even with uh, the way I teach, I use an authoritative teaching style. I really make it a point to listen to, to my students or to my children and to give them time for that. And I, I, that's why I always also tell my students, try to find out about this. If you become parents, try to practice it because I really believe in it. Mm-mm. And also with the use of the positive discipline techniques. I, I, I'm just, I'm very grateful that these books were already out when they were growing up. And then uh, Howard, God, uh, Howard Gardner brought out the multiple intelligences in the 1990s. Daniel Goleman brought out the emotional intelligence thing. These were very, very helpful Mm-mm. to me as a parent. So, Just as a, a quick overview, could you mention also other parenting styles um, that that you commonly see these days? Yan, yung, yung sinasabi nga nila na the authoritarian. Yung soldier-like. Mm. Oh, yung ganyan. So, the rules are there, but if you don't follow the rules, you're punished. Mm. Yeah, because it is your uh, it is your duty to obey the rules as a child. On the other hand, we have um, the permissive. So there are no rules, and then you're free to do what you need to do. Some parents may also be very busy, so they don't they're not able to give time to their children to guide them. Mm. So that's on the other end. That's why I. I think that the authoritative, which is somewhere in the middle, is a good choice. And then again, you adapt that depending on the child and his or her needs and needs and personality. Okay. Uh, apologies, I'm going to backtrack a little because I can't seem to move away from the concept of positive discipline. Mm. Ano po ba ibig sabihin nun? Kasi ako uh-huh. hirap talaga ako sa uh-huh. pagdidisiplina. Ano po ba yung positive discipline? Can you give us like concrete examples yeah. of what that's uh-huh. like? So, uh, as I said earlier, with positive discipline, you communicate to the child what are the acceptable behaviors that you want that child to show. Okay. And then you do that in a respectful and kind but very firm way. So there are many uh, communication and uh, discipline strategies which are part of that positive guidance and discipline area. So one of that is giving options. Yun palang, giving options palang ha. Ang laki na nang nagagawa nito for a child. So I did this with my children until now. I do that with them and then with my preschoolers. When there's something 
like let's say um i never ask them the children children do you want to sing because what if they say no and you want not to sing okay <laughs> so, so i i teach my students when you give options make sure that the options that you give are acceptable to you whichever they choose will you'll be okay be okay, okay. <laughs> so anak what do you want to eat boiled egg scrambled egg still they're going to eat breakfast Children, okay. what do you want to sing? Which one do you want to sing? A, B, C, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Stars. Mm. You can live with the options. All Whichever right. they choose, it's okay for you. Yeah, and so that's something that parents have to learn. I also, I, I, it also took me time mm. to learn how to give options to children. And then uh, one, the other technique, of course, is redirection. So, uh, when let's say when a child is crying at school, so sometimes I tell them, oh, ano, do you want us to go outside first? Do you want me to tell you a story? Do you want to paint, draw? Mm. And so, you re- redirect. So, sometimes they end up not crying anymore because, oh, there's something else to do. Mm. <laughs> and exciting. Na. And then, one technique which, which I, I'm, I'm so grateful for, which I found out, was the iMessage. Because it can be used with just about anyone, any, anyone, young or old alike. iMessage? So iMessage. Okay, what so, is that? <laughs> because very often, diba, when let's say, uh, for example, curfew issue with a teenager. Mm. Ayan, late na dumating, tas ang banat ni nanay, ayan, ikaw na naman, late ka na naman, mm. diba? So the child ends up defensive. So what I did when it happened to me, sabi ko, okay, first and foremost, be calm. Because that's one of the, the tenets of positive discipline. You're calm. You should be calm. Okay. You're, you should be in control of your emotions yourself. So when she came past 8 p.m., I remember telling her, uh, Anak, when uh, I, I get worried when you are not yet home by around 7 p.m. and I don't know where you are. I would highly appreciate it if next time you text me before 7 p.m. where you are, who you are with, what you're doing. Okay. Because I do get wary- worried as a parent. So when I told her that, oh, diba? Hindi siya galit. May, ang ano pa nga nun, parang ano siya na, hindi galit si nanay, worried siya. Yun yung naintindihan niya. Okay. So sabi ko, so what can we do next time? Oh, nanay, I will text you before 7 p.m. comes if I will be late in coming home. Oh, diba? Hindi ko na kailangan sumigaw. Hindi mm. na rin kailangan mag back at me. Kasi kalmado ka nung sinabi mo. Tapos nung yung sinabi mo, y- you told the child how you felt and then what you expect mm. that he or she will do. And it works. And so it's many true. times that I've done it, it works even with your partner. Because yes. you're not angry. So children and yeah. adults alike, yes. okay? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was going to ask that actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pero, teacher, is it also critical that if you are parenting with a partner, that both of you have exactly the yes. same styles? Mm-hmm. What, if, what if iba yung isa? What, what could be consequences of, for example lang, uh, one is authoritarian, one is mm. authoritative. How how does that affect the development of the child? Malaki. Kaya nga, the moment you find out that there's two of you, two parents, and then the, the, the mother is pregnant, you start talking about it. Dapat isa lang ang gagamitin kasi dyan nag-uumpisa yun eh. Like kung magkaiba kayo, if, if discipline is not consistent, 
Mm. Then somebody comes out as the bida and then somebody comes mm. out as the contrabida which sure, is good cop good. bad cop, mm-hmm. diba? Yon. So when the so when the parents have talked about it and they're in it together, so when they tell the child na eto, pag sinabi ng nanay, ganun din yung sinabi ng tatay, walang lusot. At naintindihan ng bata na kaya hindi siya pinapayagan o kaya hindi ito pwede kasi yun yung makakabuti sa kanya. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even diba, with children, you keep on repeating mm-hmm. the, the rules. You keep on repeating mm-hmm. why the rules are important. Ganyan kasi kami sa school eh. So, ganun din sa bahay. Yung, yung lalo na with the, with the very young children, repeat ka lang every day, every other day ng rules until they get it. Until they're able to guide themselves. Yun. So, kaya very important yung setting the rules. Mm-hmm. Diba? At the start. With, maybe it's with your own children, so you set the family rules. Ako ganun din ako sa mga preschoolers ko at sa college students. First day of classes, I set the rules so that they know my expectations. And then I tell them why. And we talk about it. If there are things we need to change, why? Fine, diba? Because I'm willing to listen. So, so ganun siya. So at least andun yung when they know the rules... So, what's going to happen when they follow the rules? Okay. When they don't follow the rules, eto naman. Okay. Teacher Maris, writing on JC's concern, what if, okay, the same naman yung discipline. It's just the manner in which it was given to the child. Like, for example, one parent shouts or gets passionately angry while the other parent remains calm and speaks to the child with kindness and tenderness, even if the result that they want is the same. Mm. Like, um, in front of the child, should the calm parent address the angry, shouting parent na, wag mo naman sigawan yung bata. Can they do that in front of the child or that has to be behind the scenes? Paano po ba? Yun yung dapat, diba, behind the scene. Pero it can happen and it does happen that in front of the child, they start yelling at each other. And so it, it happens and then of course what's the effect? Alam naman natin yan. Kanino ngayon lalapit yung bata the next time around? They would go to the parent who is calm. Diba? Kasi alam nila na ah, mas makakausap ko ito ng maayos. Diba? What if you divide it, teacher? What if what if the other <laughs> No, no, what if the other <laughs> divide it? Eh. One one of you, you so you're aligned, you're you're parenting as a as a parent team and you're aligned with with how you want to bring up your child. And one of you is all fire and brimstone, gets passionately angry, as Jelly said. And one is the, I will explain to you why we're doing it for you. And, but you're not disagreeing with each other. Like, yeah. Yung Isa is raising his voice or her voice. And the other one is, okay, you listen to mom or you listen to dad. And then afterwards, okay, let's talk. Does that, does that approach work? I would think so. The one who is calm and in control, I think, is in a better position. Kasi kalmado siya eh. So alam niya, yung rational mind niya is working. So mas alam niya what to do. So hindi siya may kipagsabayan ng, ng galit, ng ganito. And then they can, uh, he, yeah, they can talk about other things behind the scene, not in front of the child. And then discuss it so that sana nga hindi siya mangyari ulit. Pero ang nakikita ko kasi Teacher Maris pag gano'n minsan, hindi sumusunod yung bata dun sa kalmado eh. 
Parang, kalmado pa, kalmado, kalmado pa siya. Okay lang, hindi ko muna susundin. Pag nagalit na, oops, let mm. me get into action. Let me do what she's asking me to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parang ganun yeah. po minsan eh. Kaya nga, again, I go back to yung knowledge ng parent about the child. Okay, kahit naman ako eh. Diba? Dahil kilala ko, let's say, yung mga anak ko, I know when I should put on my calm face. But okay. they know it when I'm angry already. Kasi may iniiba na ako doon sa tono. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't mean na hindi ako nagtataas ng boses o hindi ko siya mas tinitigasan yung salita. Alam na nila yon when I use that tone, eh, medyo iba na ang dating nito. May gusto-gusto okay. niya na talagang i-point out ito, di ba? Okay. Kahit nag-i-message pa ako, iba na yung firmness. And I think it is that, that uh, y- yung, yung finding out the right uh, firmness to use, that tone of voice, depending on the situation. Mm. See, right. you don't always need it. Eh. Okay. Pero nagagamit ko talaga yun. Alam nila yun. Alam yun ng mga anak ko. <laughs> Pag ginagamit ko na yung ganong tono ng bosses, medyo ano na. Pero hindi ka man galit, di ba? Mm-hmm. Hindi ka naman galit. Hawak mo yung sarili mo, pero you're just being very firm na. When, when you start looking at a positive discipline strategies, it means you have to change yourself first. And it took me a while also to to parabang to change how I speak. Like, if, for example, yun na lang do's and don'ts. Sanay na sanay tayo, di ba? Children, don't run! My gosh! Di ba? Ayan na. Bakit nga ba? Kasi don't run. Naririnig nila yung run. So I had to change. So with the children, kunyari, at school, dito sa bahay, I tell them exactly what I want to happen. Children, walk. Walk. Kahit one word lang, walk. Soft voice. Pero wala na yung, don't shout! Hindi na ganun eh. Small voice, normal voice, walk. Oh, diba? Alam na nila what, you, what is expected of them because you're communicating it simply. Yes, got it. You ask, kumbaga, you ask for what you want, not what you yes. don't want them to do. Got it! Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then the other one. Right. Catch, you frame it as a positive. Right. Yeah, catch them doing right. But that's the other thing. Diba? Because we were so used to being caught doing wrong and then being punished. One of the best things that I learned also from a book at school <laughs> was catch your children doing something right and then affirm it mm-hmm. the moment you see it. Mm-hmm. And that's different. That's a paradigm shift pa nga eh, for, for parenting. Kasi yun ang sanay tayo na huhulihin natin na maginawang mali. Pero ito, ang maganda kasi doon, you will most likely see the same, the, the good behaviors again and again because you're affirming it. You're telling the child na this is the right behavior, this is acceptable, and I'm happy you're showing it. Positive reinforcement. Diba? Positive yeah. reinforcement. Got it. Tama, tama. Teacher Maris, you know, from our, from our brief conversation, which has been so illuminating, we've seen how you have a, a learner's mind, that you have an open mind to always try new things. You mentioned books that you've read, yeah. um, other other professionals that you proponents. are proponents yes. of, of these philosophies. Um, Old parents. Also, yeah. oh, oh, other parents. But you also, and, and you mentioned that you also, I guess, to an extent, learn from the children, right? Yeah. And and the whole idea of authoritative parenting is it's it's demo- democratic. How do you solicit, yes, how do you solicit um, feedback from your kids because I know it's it's I know it's hard for me I'm sure it's hard for for other parents how do you 
make op- make yourself be vulnerable like that yeah. and get feedback from your own kids. Kaya nga siguro, I, I always start with that, yung, yung setting a safe environment very early on. Because misan parang pa-joke lang siya kinagawa, pero I really get assessment from, from my children. I ask them feedback like when they were younger, I would ask them, okay, from a scale of 0 to 100, rate me please, and then why? And I would get their, their <laughs> ano. And then of course, uh, sometimes you get to talk about it. And then they tell me why I'm not okay, why, what makes me okay as a mom. Ayan, ayan. Ito, isa kong anak ko. Isa kong mamahal kong anak. Ayun. Tapos tatanong uh, nyo po, eh si daddy, anong rating? Ay, mas pataas ako. <laughs> Ay, hindi, hindi ko pinakikialaman nyo. <laughs> diba, iba kasi ang mothering sa fathering. Eh. Yeah. Uh, iba din yun. Kasi iba naman yung culture natin. Eh. So yun, I, I really get feedback from them. And uh, I like it that I do. Sabi ko din naman sa kanila, um, and kaya nga, it's very important to me. Ma- being a mother is important to me, so I'm asking you, am I okay as a mom? Mm-hmm. And sa minsan naman din, um, siguro din kasi nga, it all starts with self-knowledge. I know, I know naman what I have done so far, and I pat myself also on the back because I know what I've given and what I've done for them. I've tried so hard to be a good parent, so kung ano man yung sabihin nila sa akin, if it is highly affirming, I'm very grateful. It's all for them. It's all for the family. Imagine, nagpaparate ako. <laughs> Maganda nga po yun. Actually, Teacher Maris, may mga, ano, may mga ibang parents din kaming nakausap dito sa Parenting Podcast na ganun din po. Even though iba yung sistema nila, it's not in terms of rating from 0 hmm. to 100. Pero meron din po silang parang feedback na hinihingi yes. mula sa mga anak nila. Kulang so I think a lot suggestion box. Oh, oh. No, feedback <laughs> form. Nakakatuwa. Minsan, the validation doesn't come from them. Sometimes sometimes it also comes from their friends. Pag mm. may sinasabi sa kanila na maigi ka pa, nakakausap mo si mama mo, ganyan. Okay. And then of course, I also get it from my students who are also, many of them are also like my babies, my children. Na, nakakatuwa lang din na ma-affirm ka kasi at least it keeps you going mm-hmm. even when, you know, when the going gets mm-hmm. very rough and tough. Mm-hmm. Go ka lang. Alam mo na. Baka naman gusto, gusto lang magpataas ng grade teacher o makikain <laughs> sa inyo. <laughs> yun, yung, yun yung tinatry ko talaga na laging ihate i- i- yung personal from the professional. Uh, yes. And very often, we get close after the classes already. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Simula nun, after class hanggang ngayon, edi ayan, mga, mga alaga ko pa din. Teacher Maris, since you have three kids, um, so you've had plenty of experience as a parent, but even more experience as a teacher working with children. Uh, have you had to change your parenting style as the children grew up? Like for example, one child, as a toddler, ganito yung parenting style niyo po. But as they grow up and evolve and change, have you had to change your parenting style as well? And paano niyo po na-discover kung kinailangan niyo pong magbago? Hmm. Totoo sa hindi. Yung, yung authority, and alam mo siya, it's still the authoritative parenting style and with the use of the positive discipline strategies, what changes is like, for example, yung, yung the, the words that you use because they're older. The okay. moment they become older, iba na rin. So, yung lingwahe nila, inaalam ko din para lingwahe ko din. Mm. 
And then, of course, the things that you talk about change. Like before, it was cool. And then when they were teens, we started talking about boys, about <laughs> girls, relationships, love, and sex. Okay. Ah, so even the topic was open for us to, to talk about. Mm. I'd rather that you ask me because I will give you the right information that I know rather than you ask your schoolmates, your friends, what do they know True. about mm. love and sex? Yes. So these are things which I really opened up to them while they were growing up. Mm. So yun, the, the, what you talk about changed, but basically it's still the same. And then yung love, and then yung willingness to listen, to be mm. open, the expectations for good behavior. Nag-iba lang yung pinag-uusapan. Okay, the style remained. It's just the content and the language had to evolve. Okay, I think we're going to have to wrap this up. But one last thing, though. One last thing, if if you could if you could share with us, um, maybe one one final takeaway that you want our listeners to pick up from our conversation. What would that be? Kalimutan na nila lahat. Wag lang ito. Wag lang ito. What what is that? Siguro I I will start with yun lang. Yung each child is unique, and we have to treasure whatever gifts the child has, whatever the child will offer to you. This is from Jonas Salk. Good parents give their children roots and wings. Roots to know where home is because they're always, you're, you're always their safe haven, safe haven and wings to fly away and exercise what's been taught them. So I'm at that stage where they are soon to fly mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that they will have the best life that they can ever have because I've given them all the things that I can. So, mm-hmm. ayan, nandun ako sa stage ngayon na tinitingnan ko na yon yung paglipad nila in the next few years. So, let's see. Pero, yeah. Teacher Maris, ready na ba kayo sa paglipad nila? Tinitingnan nyo, pero ready na ba kayo? <laughs> Ang ganda nung panong mo. Uh, Ang ganda nung panong na yun. Na-prepare na, na nyo po sila, prepared na ba kayo? Yon, I'm preparing myself. <laughs> Preparing myself and my husband so that when they leave, it will just be the two of us and we will go back to our honeymoon stage. Oh, that's so nice. Teacher Maris, it has been oh, a, it has been a pleasure chatting with you and getting all of these tips. I'm pretty sure that all the other parent teams who listen to our podcast will be jotting down as many notes as JC and myself have. And I I truly appreciate Kanina sinasabi niyo po, you're so thankful for yourself. You're so thankful for everything that you've learned, you've come across. We are thankful for you and just the way you shared your information, the way you shared your love for learning new techniques and new disciplines and lahat ng ito po, maraming maraming salamat. Thank you for salamat. gracing our Thank podcast. Thank you so much, Teacher Maris. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. Thank you, Teacher Maris. Once again, parent teams, that is Teacher Maris D. It was uh, fantastic listening to her talk. Alam mo, JC, when she started talking, when she said na sobrang miss na niya yung mga estudyante niya, I felt, I, I could feel that emotion and I'm pretty sure um, students miss her too because she has that aura about her, even the way she speaks. She seems so approachable talaga, ba? Are you missing your teachers now? Because I, I am. am. <laughs> I'm missing. 
teacher, I need guidance. <laughs> Can I talk to you? Or a teacher, um, may anak na po ako ngayon. How did, how did you handle me? Kasi this child is half of me, so malamang what worked for me will work for this child. Oh, but my. we hope that all of the listeners of the Parenting Podcast will pick up, you know, uh, lessons, will pick up styles, techniques that they can employ into their own um, parenting style. They can kumbaga, pick up little tidbits of good info and then for make sure. it their own. Diba? For sure, for sure. So that's about it. That's episode eight with teacher Maris D. We hope that you guys had a good time with us. Please do let us know. Get in touch. Let us know yes. what it is that you like about our episodes. If there's anything that you're having a trouble with, you're having troubles with that you'd like us to help you out with, just let us know. And it, you never know. It might be a future topic. If nabitin kayo and you want to ask more questions for, for our guests, if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, you know what? We should have asked this. We should have asked that. Please let us know because we can always ask them again. We can always have them again. And we, w- we would love to do that for sure, especially with a guest like, uh, like Teacher Mattis. So again, this is JC Alelis. And my name is Jelly Victor. This podcast is brought to you by YF Nutrition Parent Team and powered by Podcast Network Asia. See you guys for episode nine dropping sometime next week on your favorite uh, podcast streaming platform. This has been the Parenting Podcast, real parents facing modern problems together. See you Thanks next time. Thanks, you guys. Bye, Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Parenting Podcast. Real parents facing modern problems together. Brought to you by Wyeth Nutrition Parent Team and powered by Podcast Network Asia. For updates on the show, please make sure to subscribe to the Parenting Podcast on all podcast platforms. Yep, yep. And for more Wyeth Nutrition Parent Team content, visit www.wyethparentteam.com.ph.